In the day's other news, fire crews in Texas fought to gain ground on what's now the largest wildfire in the state's history. It's already burned across more than a million acres, an area larger than the state of Rhode Island. In the Texas panhandle, heaps of ash are all that's left of these families' former lives. You know, it was heartbreaking. Uh, it's our home. The Smokehouse Creek fire claimed Jason Wilhelm's house in the town of Canadian. He was away. His wife fled with what she could. A lot of sentimental things, blankets, pictures. Uh, the kids got some of their toys, a few things. Uh, but other than that, that's really it. About all she could fit in her car. The fire is the largest in a cluster still blazing in the panhandle. By this morning, the Smokehouse Creek fire alone had burned more than 1,700 square miles and was just 3% contained. Earlier this week, unseasonably warm temperatures and high winds sent flames barreling across farmland and through towns, fueled by dry grass and vegetation. You gotta go. You gotta go now. Okay. Hundreds were ordered okay. to evacuate. But unpredictable conditions pushed walls of fire across highways, blocking an escape. An 83-year-old woman was found dead in her burned home in Stinnett, Texas. Officials say scores of houses have been destroyed and tens of thousands of cattle could be lying dead in scorched fields. Satellite images showed the town of Fritch in Hutchinson County before and after the Deuce fire reduced it to ash. I know that there are a lot of people still waiting to get into Fritch. Deidre Thomas with the county's emergency management department warned residents to brace themselves for the damage. The easiest way to put this is I don't think a lot of the folks that live in the Fritch area are probably going to be prepared for what they're going to see as they, they pull into town. Officials also predict the flames could pick up again this weekend. I don't want the community to there to feel a false sense of security that all of these fires will not grow anymore. For now, cooler temperatures and lighter winds have opened a crucial window for firefighters to tame the blazes. On Tuesday, another fire burned close to the nation's main nuclear weapons assembly plant near Amarillo. The site reopened after the fire shifted north. Former President Donald Trump today appealed a ruling that bars him from Illinois' presidential primary ballot. The judge found he incited insurrection, the January 6th assault on the U.S. Capitol. Mr. Trump's lawyer argued that, quote, staying the judgment until the Illinois appellate courts finally decide this case would reduce the great risk of voter confusion. The U.S. Supreme Court is already considering a similar case from Colorado. Congress is moving to head off a partial government shutdown this weekend. The House passed a short-term spending bill today and sent it on to the Senate. The measure funds one set of federal agencies through March 8th and another group through March 22nd. In Russia, President Vladimir Putin has renewed his warning to the West that it could risk nuclear war over Ukraine. That comes after French President Emmanuel Macron said this week that sending NATO troops to Ukraine should not be ruled out. Putin responded today in Moscow in his annual address to Parliament, painting Western leaders as reckless in their support for Kyiv. We also have weapons that can hit targets on their territory. What they are doing now trying to scare the whole world, it does risk a conflict with nuclear weapons, which means the destruction of civilization. Don't they understand this or what? The United States and other NATO members have already said they would not send forces to Ukraine. 
Back in this country, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin got grilled at a House hearing for letting the president and others go days without knowing he was hospitalized last month. He said there was no lapse in command structure while he was treated for complications from prostate cancer surgery. At the same time, Austin acknowledged to Republican Congresswoman Elise Stefanik that transparency is essential at all levels. If a service member was in a hospital, I think uh, the chain of command would uh, would be concerned about why they're in a hospital and, and, uh, and make sure that uh, they're doing the right things to take care of them and their families. But don't you think it's their responsibility to notify their commanding officer? I, I think... Uh, the answer is yes. Possible, yes. In, in my case, uh, you know, I, I would expect that my organization would do the right things to notify uh, senior leaders uh, if I am the patient in the hospital. A Pentagon review of the incident has concluded there was no indication of ill intent or any attempt to cover up. The Biden administration will investigate smart cars made in China that could gather data on drivers and track their locations. U.S. officials warned today they pose a risk to national security. In a statement, the president said, quote, China's policies could flood our market with its vehicles. I'm not going to let that happen on my watch. And on Wall Street, stocks finished their fourth straight winning month. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 47 points to close at 38,996. The Nasdaq rose 144 points to an all-time high. The S&P 500 added 26 and also reached a record high. For the month, the Dow gained 2 percent, the Nasdaq surged 6 percent, the S&P was up 5 percent. Still to come on the news hour. A Palestinian-American artist's exhibit in Indiana is canceled in response to the Israel-Hamas war. A community parks advocate gives her brief but spectacular take on the power of nature, plus much more. This is the PBS NewsHour from WETA Studios in Washington and in the West from the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State University.